My name is Alyssa. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to Slash and Slay, a horror podcast. On today's episode, we are going to talk about our favorite horror novels or scary horror novels. Mm -hmm. This was really hard to choose for me. And honestly, I'm going to be honest. I think I would have chosen one of yours. Well, we're not, we know each other's. We're not yes, guessing we're this not time. We're not guessing this time. I think I would have chosen that one if it wasn't for... Me choosing it? Well, maybe that. And also it's just... Variety? Yeah. Actually, no. <laughs> it's almost the same. I feel like the two that I chose... that I feel like they're on the same level. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> the feeling that one gave me was a little, little much. Mm-hmm. But still really good. Uh, but Emily and I are, we're pretty avid readers. Mm-hmm. I definitely go through phases with my reading where mm-hmm. I will read literally everything. I'll read five books in three weeks and then I won't read for four months. Yeah. Right now, we're not in our reading game. No, I'm in my slow reading. I was just telling Emily yeah. that I'm currently reading, um, however you pronounce it, uh, NOS 482. Or Nosferatu, mm-hmm. or Nosferatu, mm-hmm. um, by Joe Hill. I can't tell you how many times I saw that in Barnes and Noble and had it's no idea there. what it was. It's always there. I had no idea, and then I was like, "Oh wait!" And I actually read it, and I was like, "Oh, it, it's supposed to be like Nosferatu, Nosferatu it's a but it's a license plate." Yeah, I uh, like it. It's a good cover. Yeah, it's cool. Are you liking it so far? I am liking it so far. I was. Um, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Shocker to me. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. Um, and his writing is. I mean, definitely. I've read a lot of Stephen King, so I know his writing pretty well. And you know, I think like father, like son. But his writing is, I think, a little bit more easy to to digest. So there's not random stuff that people are thinking about that's unnecessary and you no. don't need to know. No, not so <gasps> no. far. I've I don't know. I'm like no 60 hate pages to Stephen in. King. We right. love him. We but love our I King. don't know. I think um his son is a little bit more succinct hmm. in his um writing and not as extreme and not as like uh, laboriously detailed. Mm-hmm. He does get in those details. Mm-hmm. I will probably read it after you then. And I love vampires. Okay. I'm on my vampire kick. I don't know if it's vampire. Then what? What would it not be? <laughs> what else would it be? Um, I don't know yet. It oh. could be. If it's not, I'll literally not read it. Because I'll be like, <laughs> "Why would you tease me like why that? Why would you do that?" <laughs> I can't tell, honestly, oh. where okay. it's headed right now. So okay, well, we'll it's see. fitting because I just finished Salem's Lot a few weeks ago. So that was that was a uh, I was debating that one being. It's really good up there with one of my favorites i um, almost <laughs> the thought in my head to say everything that happened just like popped in my head like i was gonna spoil the whole oh, book the whole i was like book. i can't believe this happened <laughs> i was literally just gonna remember say when the yeah whole Ooh. ending happened. <laughs> so we're gonna try um our best not to spoil these books mm-hmm. so that um if there's any readers who are listening you can read them yourself mm-hmm. especially for me my first one that i'm going to talk about which is my favorite book of all time. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, I have a surprise segment for you. What? Surprise segment. She oh my like, I'm going to do this. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> what, what media did you consume this week for Halloween? 
or just in general oh like um like did you watch any movies i can go first while you think if you want okay yeah. i thought about this you go first i watched the adam's family twice more like one and a half Mm -hmm. i watched hocus pocus 2 halfway (laughs) didn't did not finish (laughs) all that i watched some bob's burgers halloween episodes which was really fun i did not read pretty much anything at all and i watched i watched the new monsters movie which is very very bad okay it's horrible i was it looked bad yeah it was bad i watched some of the monsters Mm -hmm. the old tv show Mm -hmm. and i watched some bewitched the old tv show wow it was really good okay oh i also finished midnight club midnight club oh midnight club yeah Mm -hmm. you told me that so my um my best friend who's about to move to scotland came to visit me this weekend and we watched three scary movies (gasps) three um we watched The Good Nurse, which on Netflix, it wasn't really scary at all. Is that, that's new, right? With Jessica Chastain? Yes. Jessica okay. Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. Um, it wasn't like scary. It was just like based on a true story sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, then we watched Barbarian mm-hmm. and um, she had not seen it. Did she like so it? She loved it. And oh, I was good. It's, it's just, it really is so good. And she's it's a horror fun. aficionado. She's watched a tons of horror movies, horrible horror movies, mm-hmm. really good ones. So she she was like the whole, you know, the first 30 minutes is just a roller coaster. And she was like just saying all the same things that mm-hmm. I was that saying we were when saying, we were yeah. watching it. Um, and she was shocked by mm. what happened. So and then we watched Bodies, 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 uh-huh. which we hated. Aww. I don't know if that's because we're millennials. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just it well, it just annoyed me that the men were all white. I didn't understand Pete Davidson. Was he supposed to be their age? Because he looked 40. <laughs> but I get that Lee Pace's uh-huh. character was supposed to be older. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that came in. Anyways, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. They are old, older. I men. just didn't get it. I just I didn't get it, to be honest. Just too old for it. No, I, guess I, so. I had a good time watching it because I thought it was fun. It just reminded me of like Teenage Bloody Clue. <sighs> kind of, but it, it just annoyed. I think uh, I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> Because I just think, like, it's so it's cliche, like, it, yeah. the drugs and... Always. I don't know. Anyway, drugs, kids. I also watched um, a movie called The Invitation, which I'd seen before, um, no, which is... This is a new one? No, it's not new. Oh. What's that new one? I have no clue what the with new Anna one is. With Anna Taylor-Joy? With I, The Menu. No, that's The Menu. Oh, okay. Which I want to see. Wait, is The Invitation... There's another one called The Invitation that's new. Yeah, there's an, okay. uh, but I have no idea anything oh, about it. I, but I don't think it's it relates. It's the same thing. I don't think so. Gotcha. And then last night for actual Halloween, I watched Halloween. <gasps> I watched Halloween H2O. Never seen that and one. And I watched Halloween Resurrection. Ooh. So. Wow, you, you did busy. good. You did good. Thank Better you. than me. <laughs> I still watched some Bob's Burgers today. It's okay. <laughs> it's still Halloween, kind of. It is. This is the day after Halloween. That we're recording. So <laughs> That we're recording, yes. Because this won't be posted No, not December. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy Halloween. Okay, back to you. Okay. Tell us about your first novel. Let's get into it. Is so, this your number one or your number two? This is my number one. Okay. I just want to talk about it first because it's 
fresh in mm-hmm. my mind. So it is um, Intensity by Dean Koontz. Um, Dean Koontz is an author. He's probably one of my favorite authors. I've read a lot of his stuff. Um, my dad introduced me. My dad introduced me to this book. And I remember um, literally reading it like in a night, in a single night. I stayed up all night. That's a hefty book. Because I could not put it down. Mm. Whether, I don't know, it, it holds up now. I don't know. Have you reread it? I've reread it. Okay. And obviously I know what happened, so I don't watch it. I mean, I don't finish it in a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've read it three times now. Mm. Let me give you the synopsis. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know anything about this, and she's been trying to get me to read it for a long I time. Have for years. <laughs> okay. Past midnight, China's shepherd, 26, gazes out a moonlit window, unable to sleep, on her first night in the Napa Valley home of her best friend's family. Instinct proves reliable. A murderous sociopath, an edgler foreman Vess, has entered the house, intent on killing everyone inside. A self-proclaimed homicidal adventurer, Vess lives only to satisfy all appetites as they arise. To immerse himself in sensation, to live without fear, remorse, or limits. China is trapped. China is a survivor, toughened by lifelong struggle for safety and self-respect. Now she will be tested as never before. At first, her sole aim is to get out alive. Until, by chance, she learns the identity of Vess's next intended victim, a faraway innocent only she can save. Driven by a newly discovered thirst for meaning beyond mere self-preservation, China musters every inner resource she has to save an endangered girl. Aww. That sounds nice. <laughs> I mean, that like, her... lovely. Her um, human experience. Is that what it's yes. called? Yes. Yeah. The human... You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she is a really great heroine character. Uh, heroine? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Every time I say that, I just think of the drug and I feel weird mm-hmm. once I say it. She's a really good heroine character. Um, she, you know, I really like how Dean Koontz writes women. Um, unlike... What? Unlike... Certain <laughs> SK. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like how he writes them. And... Um, she has, like, her backstory is just, like, how she grew up um, struggling. Mm-hmm. And, like, it really develops into, like, what made her make the choice to go help this girl. Okay. I like that because a lot of the times I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. You know? And and. I, uh, some of the reviews I read was that was people's problems was like, oh, she's making a stupid decision. And in some ways she did, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it could be. Um, but, but I think the whole point is that it like, like it kind of said on the back, like it's past self-preservation because for self-preservation, yes, she could have, um, not gone, not gone help. and helped, mm-hmm. but then the girl, would have died or could have died. Um, I guess that's our same, like when we were watching, I don't remember what movie we were watching. And then the person went back and we were like, barbarian. You, oh, it was barbarian. Yeah. yeah. Like, Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing, I guess. Too. Right. But it's nice that they show the backstory on that. Yeah. There's definitely, just, there's a reason for okay. kind of everything she does. That's intriguing. For the most part. Um, it's told from her point of view and from the 
killer's point of view. <gasps> no. Which I don't always love. He does that a lot in his books. He writes from the killer's point of view. And sometimes I'm like, how are you writing that? Why do you that? think like that? <laughs> Ew. How are you thinking mm-hmm. like that? Um, but I think it works for this um, to really understand. Not to, to understand him because that's not it. But to understand what he's capable of. Kind of. Right. Um, or what he's thinking. Yeah. I'm going to read a little passage um, from it. And this kind of... Uh, I might... <laughs> I don't know. This kind of set kind of, I don't don't know. Just let me just read it. (laughs) Just read it. I'll just read it. Okay. Come to me, he murmured. Uh -uh. Even in a whisper, his rough voice had a timber and power that were magnetic. Come to me. He seemed to be speaking not to a vision that only he could see, but to China, as if his senses were so acute that he had been able to detect her merely from the movement of the air that she had displaced when she'd stepped soundlessly through the doorway. Then she saw the spider. It dangled from the ceiling on a gossamer filament a foot above the killer's reaching hand. Please. As if responding to the man's supplications, the spider spun on its thread, descending. The killer stopped reaching, turned his hand palm up. Little one, he breathed. Fat and black, The obedient spider reeled itself down into the big open palm. The killer brought his hand to his mouth and tipped his head back slightly. (coughs) Oh my gosh, you're actually gagging. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Disgusting. He either crushed the spider and ate it or ate it alive. He stood motionless, savoring. Ew. So that's what um that's my favorite book okay but i really i could imagine it very well it's yeah. written very well yes it unfortunately, is unfortunately i can imagine it very vividly <laughs> unfortunately um i just remember reading that and how old are you sick uh, i was like in college oh okay early college i think okay um yeah reading it and just feeling like yeah. oh like who is this man um there's a lot of really intense as the book is mm-hmm. aptly named um, scenes of like hiding, which to me is always really scary. It's kind of like your almost other, like Southern Book Club. Yes, the hiding that mm-hmm. part scared me too. Yeah, because you don't know, like it's from her point of view, so she you only know what she knows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't know where he is you hear she hears a noise and you hear a noise so i really i really like that really puts you in her shoes that my biggest thing with scary books is if i can visualize myself Mm -hmm. and think to myself what would i do in this situation then you get Um, scared yeah if i can't it's it's harder for me like if i can't really relate to the character at all i i don't really it doesn't resonate as much with me as being like scary. Interesting. So. I mean, that could happen. Could happen to you. Good. Home invasion. Home invasion is scary. One of the scariest things. Did you say what year that came out? Oh, no. I did not. I'm looking at mine right now because I forgot. So it came out in 1995. 
Before I was even. Before Emily was even born. Before I was even born. Wow, that's cool. I love a good 90s novel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel that way, though, to me. Mm-hmm. I've never read Dean Koontz at all. So is this a good place to start? For me, it is. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, Do you think this is a good place to start if you've never read a horror book before? Is it intense? Oh, it's really intense. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's so hard for me to, to gauge I mean, if you, yeah, no, if you're like a brand new and you've never, ever read anything scary before and you're scared really easily, no, mm-hmm. I wouldn't start with this one. Um, but if you have a little, you know, experience you know, under experience. your belt, a little reading under your belt, mm-hmm. horror reading under your belt, it's, it's good because it's not, I mean, it's really scary uh, to I'm me. People it. like people are scarier than the supernatural mm-hmm. and some Agreed. people think. I, I think some people would be really afraid of the conjuring, but not, you know, the strangers. Mm-hmm. But to me, the strangers, it's way scary. Mm-hmm. It could happen to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary. Okay. I'll read it. Okay. Can I borrow it? <laughs> yes, you may. Oh, yay. Which, which copy do you want? I have two. Oh, the spider copy or the spiral copy? The spiral. Okay. Yeah. Not the spider. We're okay. going to go. Are, are spiders like prevalent? Prevalent enough to have it on the cover. Kind of. Okay. The guy has a thing for spiders. Oh. As, you, as okay. I read. <laughs> okay. Should we do my number one? Yeah. What's your number one? Okay. My number one is I'm Thinking of Ending Things by <gasps> Ian Reed. I love this book. It might be in my top five books of all time. Mm-hmm. Period. Not even horror, anything. It might be top three, honestly. I love this book. I read it in a day. Mm-hmm. I remember I scoured like the used bookstores to find it. Cause I was like, if I order it, then I won't get here in time. Right. So I want it right now. And I scoured it and I found it at my favorite bookstore and I got it and I went home and I just read it and it was wonderful. It's probably one of the scariest things I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. I'll read a short synopsis. This one is very hard to summarize explain. or explain or so i have read this one mm-hmm. you know that because you suggest actually suggested it mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. and so i have read it and i do agree that it is mm-hmm. very very like, my heart palpitated it's scary yeah so the synopsis i think this is on the back of the book if i remember correct correctly a young woman who has many doubts about her relationship with her boyfriend but nevertheless takes a road trip with him to meet his parents that's all. That's it? Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's about all you can say without spoiling yeah, it. Yeah, it's true because... Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's told from this unnamed woman. Um, she is going on a road trip with her boyfriend to meet his parents in a very secluded farm. And she's thinking of ending things with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of shows you um, backstory of their relationship a little bit, how they met. And um, and it goes from there. It goes through the dinner party or the ride there, the dinner, and um, a little bit after that. Um, it's told in like very fragmented, very short sentences. It's super yeah. short, super short book. Some of the books or the pages are blank. Mm-hmm. And there's um, little interjections from these two 
unnamed men too that will come in every now and then that you don't you have no, no idea what's, what's going, going on. on you're like why yeah. what's the relevance you have no idea they're talking about some crime that happened mm-hmm. um you gather that eventually they're talking about some crime and just every now and then they'll be like oh can't believe that happened you know yeah. and you're like what um so the thing that really got me about this one was i, I mean i told you i read it in a night and i was upstairs and we always had this window open downstairs at my house that I lived at at the time. Mm-hmm. And she kept talking about when she was younger, she would see this man looking at her in the window and it freaked me out so much. And then I was like, let me go downstairs and like take a break real quick. And I walked down and then that window was just open, open. and it was just pitch black outside. And I was so freaked out. And yeah, that just scared me too. And also it's just so creepy not knowing what is going on at right. all. And I, I kind of explained it as um, like the uncanny valley mm-hmm. where it's it's relatively normal. Everything that's happening mm-hmm. with an undertone of what the f- Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Um, A lot of people compare it to like A24 movies. Like how they're just strange. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And w- it's funny because my favorite movie of all time is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind Mm -hmm. and that one's also very similar not Mm -hmm. scary but you just have no idea what's going on pretty much and then the guy who directed eternal sunshine directed this movie oh that makes sense yeah which Alyssa did not like yeah we talked we talked about this in uh Mm -hmm. yeah we did which episode i don't remember one of them yeah we talked about how i did not enjoy this movie mm-hmm. uh the I, movie because i just to me it got it got too weird too fast in my opinion it did get very weird very quickly which does not happen in the book although it yeah. is a very quick read really short it's really like takes you through but it's never it never seems boring to me no it wasn't boring to me either and the build-up is really nice yes to me it just it's it's just like it's slowly it's, it just slowly, mm-hmm. slowly, But you slowly, cannot slowly, stop slowly. reading. No. You can't. You simply can't. Just simply cannot and will not. A lot of people don't like this one. They don't like the ending. They don't like... Now, I did have to look up. <laughs> I was like, what just happened what just after happened? I finished the end? I was like, what? So I looked it up and I was like, oh, right. That's what I thought, but I, think I had to I be understood. sure. Maybe we'll need to... You big brain. I know <laughs> my brain is so large Big I immediately brain. understood yeah um I don't know it's just super atmospheric it gives me this certain feeling it makes me really freaked out mm-hmm. and scared um and yeah the the movie was a little different I don't see how you could possibly watch that movie and not have read the book and yeah. know anything that was yeah. happening so I, I do have that criticism for the for the movie. Um, he's only written now two other books. Um, I did read his book Foe, mm-hmm. which is a little Enjoy. sci-fi. Yeah, more sci-fi than psychological. And then I just started his newer one, We Spread, which I really don't know what that one's about. I'm only 10 pages in, so mm-hmm. but it's also short, which is nice. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Another thing that's telling about how engaging this book is, is my boyfriend reads a book a year. Maybe. He hasn't read one this year, I don't think, at all. So, 
one day I was out of the house and I, I think I had finished this book like a few weeks ago and I was like, please, please, please read it. And I was begging for him to read it. And so I left it and then I, um, went out of town and I let him borrow it and he texted me like he couldn't sleep and I was fast asleep. So I woke up to these texts and it was like, I can't sleep. I'm going to read this book. And there was like a few hours later. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then a few hours later, he was like, I just finished it and was like freaking out. And so he really, really enjoyed it. So I think if that tells a lot, if you're not a big book reader. Yeah. Or you don't like long, Mm -hmm. thick books. This is just a little thin, little baby, thin baby that will really spook you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And that's my number one. Oh, I, I have a little quote from it. Oh, go for it. Okay. I'm thinking of ending things. Once this thought arrives, it stays. It sticks. It lingers. It dominates. There's not much I can do about that. Trust me. It doesn't go away. It's there whether I like it or not. It's there when I eat, when I go to bed. It's there when I sleep. It's there when I wake up. It's always there. Always. And it's just mm-hmm. a really good quote. Mm-hmm. It sounds, is. It's a good quote. Because it's, there's um double meaning. Double meaning. Double yeah. meaning. Which we love. We Which love, we a, double love a double meaning. I just think it's very a super unique concept too. Yeah. Incredible. Same. I would yeah. have never thought of it. No. Not big brain. Not even with my big brain. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to my second favorites. Scary book. Um, it is Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Ooh. So very good. famous. His, one of his most famous. Definitely. I would say. Novels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let me just read the little synopsis here. Sometimes dead is better. When the Creeds move into a beautiful old house in rural Maine, it all seems too good to be true. Physician father, beautiful wife, charming little daughter, adorable infant son, and now an idyllic home. As a family, they've got it all, right down to the friendly cat. But the nearby woods hide it bones. <laughs> <laughs> but the nearby woods hide a blood-chilling truth, more terrifying than death itself, and hideously more powerful. I love that quote. The um, sometimes sometimes dead is better. Yeah. Were we talking about that? Or I don't think. Okay, I was talking was to somebody us. about it the other day because I was talking about how much I love this book too. I've also read it. Yes, so it's another one that we've both read. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you come out, sir? 80. 83. Okay. So I think for me, the biggest scare in this is the just absolute gut-wrenching grief. Oh, it's horrible. Um, I'm not a parent yet. Or ever. I don't know. We'll see. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise, Emily. (laughs) This is my announcement. Ah. Um, No, but I'm not a parent. Um, I do have nephews. And it's impossible to imagine. Mm -hmm. And it's something that people have to go through every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Isn't he? I I believe Stephen King has always said that's his scariest. Yes. Stephen King said that this is his scariest novel. When he was done, he put it in a drawer and said, did I go too far? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yes. And yeah, I'm here to tell you. You might have. Um, so basically, that I mean, that synopsis was okay, but it didn't really 
say basically there's a pet cemetery that was um put together by the children that have lived in this town for a while where they would go and bury their pets um that's near this family's house but beyond that there is a cemetery that's like an ancient indian burial ground Mm -hmm. where if you bury something maybe it will come back to life Mm -hmm. those are the rumors those are the rumors we hear but it might not be what it was before Mm -hmm. so that's the premise um and yeah i mean i i don't clearly remember scary scenes per se I do. I think, well, I've read the, I read this two years ago for the first time. Okay. I read it. Or three years ago. Maybe five. The okay. first time. So to me, like I said, the, the scariest thing about this book is the just grief of, I don't think it's a spoiler this thing. It was for me. Oh, okay. Whenever I read it. It was for me too, actually. Yeah. I mean, like it would have been for me too. Right. So I, I did say. get it spoiled because my boyfriend literally walked in and said, oh, have you gotten to the part where blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm obviously reading this right now. Yeah, you're, you're right. Because I, when I read it, I did not know what was going to happen. And so I think that Ugh. the shock value. I'm kind of glad I did, though, because I would have lost my mind. I, I. I remember bawling my eyes Aww. out. I bawled so my eyes out. It's, it's, and you know, Stephen King, very descriptive in his writing. Very. Oh God. Um, yes. In this one, please. Take yeah. Take it back a step. Yeah. Um, so I know this is making everyone want to rush yeah. out and read this book. It is so good though. It is very good. It's, it's just a, a commentary on like life and death. Like honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and grief and um the ability to move on or not Mm -hmm. i think it's also you know they had everything and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. with this tragedy how far will you go to get everything back yeah um yeah i i remember reading this and i i remember being so scared that first opening scene is with um he there's like a medical emergency oh yeah that was gross mm-hmm. very yeah. gross it is very it's very visceral yeah the descriptions of everything it's a little gory mm-hmm. times i read this one really quickly though too mm-hmm. same i think they're one of my favorites he's one of my favorite male characters yeah that stephen king has written i actually agree because he actually loves his family he actually really did not cheat on his wife yeah <laughs> right or think about it or mm-hmm. Anything like that. That's true. I do. I do like this male character mm-hmm. for sure. And I love the um, dynamic between him and his neighbor. Oh, yes. I think that was so sweet. Yeah. They had a, they just had, a, it, the characters are really solid. Yes. Um, agreed. And they're not like problematic Mm-mm. characters. They're just living their life, which makes it even yeah, worse. It, 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 there's more of an impact because sometimes in his books, he'll write a character that's the main character that just... Ugh. yeah (laughs) yes i mean not that i think that they're so bad that they deserve to die or they deserve to have horrible things happen to them but mm, makes it a little harder just makes it a little harder to 100 percent sympathize with some Mm -hmm. of them but in this case you 100 percent sympathize with all of the characters Mm -hmm. and what they go through um there were 
two movies made one in the 90s i believe mm-hmm. and then oh nine maybe yeah 90s uh, i think yes, i think it was the yes. 90s and then one more recently in like 2019 i tried to watch it i didn't get very far i've seen the original I think I have seen the original as well. I just listened to a podcast where it was the Dead Meat podcast mm-hmm. and the guy who the the main the the girl who's in charge of the house in Midnight Club. Yes. Is married to this guy who did all the makeup for Pet Cemetery. Okay. So they were both on Dead Meat. Okay. And he talked about and this is something that I was literally talking about the other day about little kids in horror movies mm-hmm. and how they deal with that. Mm-hmm. And he said that the poor little boy, there's a one scene. This is in the newer one? No. Oh, the older the one. Older one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. In the older one, the poor little boy like freaked out in this one part, even though they tried so hard to, you know, shelter him from that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he freaked out in this one part in the movie and made me so sad i was like i'm sorry i enjoyed that movie <laughs> but he said he's fine now he's not screwed up or anything that's good so, yeah he's fine it's good he made it through yeah i think that i think it's a pretty good movie yeah i need to re-watch it because um because it, it's it's pretty like popular like people do love it mm-hmm. i don't know really why they had to remake it besides it's money i guess i think they were trying to ride off the coattails of it yeah that makes sense. Um, I saw where uh, Guillermo del Toro really wants to remake it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it if he does it. Because he I wants to make it more gory, I think is what oh, he said. Oh, never mind. <laughs> he said he wants Retract. to make it like the certain scenes from the book um, way more like how they are in the book. Like it was gory. I don't want to see that. <laughs> never it's like, mind. Hmm, well, I don't, think, I don't think we need that. You right. Know? So I think SK got it covered. I suggest it if you feel like you're up for it. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good place to start with Stephen King. To start? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> also, well, the I audiobook. mean, just the fact that he said that this is the worst book he's ever written. Okay, not true. Like, no, scariest. Scariest book. But I think he's it's more accessible in some true. way it's not too much with his whole magic lore true true i mean it's very straightforward it's very straightforward yeah. yeah i was gonna say uh the audiobook was really good too i listened to some of it and it's the guy i think it's the guy who plays dexter oh okay does the audiobook uh-huh i think yeah it was really good and i like his um accent for like the old man oh, across yeah. the street like very new england oh that's good yeah it was good um okay my second ready? yes ready it is also stephen king mm. and it is misery misery <laughs> <I'm alone>. <laughs> <laughs> um misery by stephen king it came out in nine i almost said 18 <laughs> even writing <laughs> he is that old guys 1986 so three years after pet mm-hmm. cemetery Riding off the coattails, mm-hmm. he um, came out with Misery. Um, I think it was the second one, se- second Stephen King I ever read. Mm-hmm. I read The Shining first. Maybe I read Doctor Sleep and then this one. Yeah. But I think it, it might have been my second one. And I kind of just picked it up out of the blue and I was like, let me just read this. And I really had no idea what it was about at all. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a quick synopsis. You read this one, right? <sighs> 
I cannot remember if I've read it. I thought we literally talked I about it. I know I've seen the, I mean, I've seen the movie. Okay. But I, I literally cannot remember if I actually read it. Okay. Um, here's the synopsis. Maybe it'll refresh your memory. Okay. Paul Sheldon. He's a best-selling novelist who has finally met his biggest fan. Her name is Annie Wilkes, and she is more than a rapid reader. She is Paul's nurse, tending his shattered body after an automobile accident. Ah, uh, <laughs> automobile <laughs> accident. <laughs> Sorry. Automobile. After a car accident. Why would you write automobile? <laughs> anyway. But she is also his captor, keeping him prisoner in her isolated house. So... Spooky. I know. No, it is. Um, Paul Sheldon basically writes those cheesy romance mm-hmm. novels that you see in the grocery stores with the, the shirtless man, yeah, the shirtless and the man, woman touching his chest, mm-hmm. yeah. and his character's name is Misery, mm-hmm. and she he he's finally finished his last book, and he hates writing these. Yeah, they don't bring him the joy that they once did. He hates writing these, so he finishes it. He drunk drives, okay? Don't do that or else this will happen to you. <laughs> yes, if, even if you're not a writer, it will it happen, will happen to, to you. You will get in a car accident and every bone in your body will be shattered <laughs> and this crazy lady will pull you out into the snow into her abandoned cabin. It's not abandoned. She lives there. Secluded cabin. So um, when I read this one, I think it was, oh my gosh, I vividly remember this one part. And I was laying down on my bed and I had my feet dangling off. And you know, when you read something like so disgusting yeah. and your feet tingle and mm-hmm. like legs tingle yes. and I literally like curled into a ball and I was like, <laughs> like gagging on the bed. But I think that's just so telling at how, like this was one of the first books that I read that was so descriptive in the pain, like yeah. how pain was. And, um, I think that's something that's really hard to encapsulate or portray, especially in like movies Yeah. because you see it and you're like, okay, like they're hurt, they're hurt, but, but they keep running, they keep running or they fine. You're like, eh, they're like, it's just adrenaline. But it's like, no, you're, that's going to wear off quickly. Especially if your feet are hobbled. Right. He, that does happen. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Not, no, everyone not knows really, that. everybody knows that. <laughs> um, here's, here's a quote that reminded me of how amazing um, he was at portraying like the amount of pain that this poor guy was in um it says the shuddering would not stop the pain was like the end of the world he thought there's there comes a point when the very discussion of pain becomes redundant no one knows there is pain the size of this in the world no one it's like being possessed by demons like i cannot even fathom feeling like that you know the amount Ugh. of pain. I've not been in that amount of pain that I would. No. But I can wood. imagine the kind of pain that it would be. It might be That I never want right. to ever experience. Mm-mm. Yeah. So basically, like I said, Paul gets snatched up by Annie, who's like, oh, I'll nurse you back to health. And is genuinely his biggest fan and genuinely was like, yeah, I'll nurse you back to health. And then he says he's done with the misery novels and he's not going to write anymore after this and she kind of loses, loses it a little bit mind loses it a little bit yeah and so this whole thing i think another reason why i really like this one is because like what are you supposed to do yeah like what is he supposed to do mm-hmm. he can't even walk yeah he That's is debilitated literally there is nothing he can do I think he did everything right. Right. For the, for what, like, for what he could do. I love that 
we have a a female um villain mm-hmm. you know and a good one just yeah it's it's rare i mean it's rare in i think stephen king's novels oh yeah i struggle to think of any Carrie, but even then not really oh, she's an God, anti-hero yeah. i wouldn't call her a villain her mom is a villain yeah um so i like that i did you ever see the video um there's a video of someone who dressed up like annie wilkes and went into barnes and noble and was asking um I don't know if it was specifically for like an event they were doing or something there, but she was like demanding that they get the uh, Paul Shepard books. Like there was no, she was like yelling and screaming. No, you have to show me. I will. And someone recorded it too and posted it. And it's so funny to see like the Facebook comments of people who just, which I mean, I guess I get it. Like, Oh, they didn't they know? They don't get it. Oh, and they thought she was just People being like, crazy. They thought she was just like a Karen. <laughs> oh, my like gosh. Crazy, no, it's, it's a... Clearly playing a character. To me, yeah. clearly playing a character. Oh, that's But I hilarious. guess, I mean, if you don't know Stephen King, you don't know the characters. No. It makes sense, but... I think this one is a good one to start with, then. Yeah. If Pet Cemetery isn't, this one is. Yeah. Only two characters you have to worry about, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much only two characters. You're in one place, so you don't have to follow along. Right. And... There's like no magic in this one. I yeah. don't think. Yeah. No. None of his magic stuff. So yeah, I really like this one. I think this one is really good too now because it is very atmospheric too. It talks about like the cold and mm-hmm. it's in Colorado secluded. It's snowing too. So the, it's like the road like blocked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She keeps saying like, oh, I can't go. I can't go get you help. Mm-hmm. It's it's snowing. It's and he's like, true. girl, walk. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Come get me help. And that's another thing is thinking about how quickly this would have been solved in like modern 2022. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He would just like crawl to a cell phone, I guess. Right. But I mean, he I mean, doesn't then. Yeah. I mean, if she's hiding the cell phone and she did, he doesn't have his cell phone. Yeah. I oh. guess it's the same situation. It's so good. Also, the concept of time in this one mm-hmm. was really hard to follow but i think it was like purposeful like you're like how right. long because you're there? in his head of like he doesn't even know how long he's been there. yeah which oh my gosh that freaks me out because i'm like i cannot imagine not having any clue what time it is for days <sighs> and days and days str- yeah that Scared. stresses me out just yes. thinking about it yes i like to know what time it is every minute mm-hmm. i also liked the ending of the, that one too um if you wait this is a good tell to see if you read it or not because the, the ending part's not in the, not the same movie, as the I don't movie. think. I don't think. I've only re- watched it once. I don't remember the ending. I can't remember the ending. I can't even remember the ending of the movie. I can't remember the ending of the movie either. So that Maybe wasn't helpful. Happen. Yeah, that wasn't helpful. Guess you'll have to read it just in case. I remember reading it really quickly, though. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. Very good. Good choice. Um, just a quick little honorable mention for me mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. is the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires mm-hmm. by Grady Hendrix, which we mentioned briefly in our second episode. Um, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And it's not scary per se. Um, I'll just say there's a scene in an attic. Ugh. With a gagging, with a roach and an ear. That's all That's I'm gonna all say. I'm gonna say. And uh, just, oh my gosh, uh, that talk about visceral. 
Those are some great characters too. Yes. Amazing so characters. Good. I think it is such an incredibly unique concept. Concept. Yes. Would have never Very, thought. Just such a twist on like the vampire genre. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's one I highly recommend, especially if you're not super into horror, because it's not, I wouldn't say like, oh, this is a horror novel. Just a little gross. Per se. Just a little suspense and, but character wise, mm-hmm. top tier. Mm-hmm. My honorable mention. Okay. If we want to go with the one that scared me the most, it's so lame, but I was so young when I read these, probably in middle school, I read all of middle school into high school. I read all of the Sherlock Holmes books and they're not scary at all. But for some reason, the Hounds of Baskerville really freaked me out. And I don't know if it's because I watched the TV show maybe too. And you I was just that. so scared. And I had this, um, at the time I was reading it, I had this giant bedroom. Like it was huge for no reason. Cause it was an older house mm-hmm. and there was a door to the outside and so it just really freaked me out. I don't know why. Yeah. That one just freaked me out too. But I mean, when I think back on like some of the Nancy Drew novels. Those are scary, girl. Those would get scary. Yeah. There was like one about a ghost and obviously it wasn't really a ghost, mm-hmm. but Spoilers. I remember being, <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> for Nancy Drew lovers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I read, I had so many of those and they would like scare me. A little bit. A little right. bit. Yeah. I also really like Christine by Stephen King. I almost picked that one. I think it's underrated. That's all. I don't think I've read it yet. You should. It's long. I don't know. You might not like it because it's kind of slow. You know, I hate slow for my big brain. (laughs) My big brain cannot take big fast. (laughs) Big fast. Big fast. (laughs) Um, We're going to do a new little segment. Um, A listener wrote in a question i believe yeah they right, did Emily? they have a question for us they have a question they want um our advice on a situation for all of our experience people are asking us mm-hmm. for advice so yeah. please write in if you're in a sticky situation sticky, or you need some scary help. situation we yeah. can we got you so this question is sent in by user confused babysitter mm-hmm Dear Slash and Slay, first of all, I love the podcast so far and love listening to you guys. Oh my gosh. Thank you. We love you. I was hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going. Okay. I was hoping you all could give me some advice. I was babysitting this kid who said they kept seeing the boogeyman outside. Mm. Of course, the boogeyman was outside, but I took care of him for now. Oh, okay. I, I kind of have questions about how you took care of him. Me but too, but... Okay, answer later, I guess. My question is, what should I charge the parents for babysitting since I almost died and saved their kid's life? I feel wow. like 10 an hour is not enough, <laughs> but don't want, to th- want them to think I'm greedy or overstepping. Thanks. 10 an hour? That is... That's too low already. That's way too... That's too low to just babysit. Yeah. This day and age. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, know. double it, triple it. I mean, it's your life and their kid's life. Mm-hmm. You you saved two lives. You saved them some insurance, I'm sure, yeah. if you had gotten killed funeral, on their property. Funeral costs. Mm-hmm. Funeral costs, yeah. Think about I, all that. You could write like an invoice that yeah. just says everything you did and then the amounts by it. To equal the hourly price you want. Your hospital bill at the very least. Yes. 
I mean, it wasn't their fault the boogeyman was after you, but you were you would not have. How been do we there. know it wasn't their fault? Oh, that's true. Have you hitmen? Yeah, have you discerned why the boogeyman was there? Yeah, I guess we need we need some a little bit more information, but um, I know, say I'm squeeze them th- for what it's worth. Yes, I'm gonna throw out thirty five dollars an hour, mm-hmm. minimum thirty five for the hour plus and like then a hospital sort of bill. A cleaning fee. I bet you're gonna need some dry cleaning, new clothes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do what you gotta do, girl. I hope it works out and you Same. don't get killed. In the future. In the future. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking us. Thanks for sending in a question. And if anyone else has any questions, mm-hmm. please be sure to um, send it to us. You can DM us mm-hmm. on our Instagram slash and slay pod. Um, yeah, just let us know. Thank you guys for listening about our books. Please let us know your favorite horror books. We're always looking for more recommendations. Let us know if you've read any of these mm-hmm. and your thoughts on them. I mean, you can completely disagree with us. We you probably do. Won't be too mad. We will be mad. We will be hurt. We'll be. I'll be <laughs> devastated, kidding. but I won't be mad. <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at slash and slay pod or on TikTok also at slash and slay pod and now we're on twitter at slash and slay pod you guessed it and please like follow be sure to rate us um on any whichever podcast platform you're listening to that would greatly um help us rate it five stars or the boogeyman might come out and get you who knows i didn't say it she did (laughs) blame me (laughs) All right, join us next week for something else. Bye. Bye.